A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Hi, this is Emily. This is Alex. And this is Going Somewhere, the podcast about sharing what it's like to live a location independent nomadic lifestyle. We've been full-time slow travelers for about nine months now. So for us, slow traveling means that we're staying in each location for about a month, means everything we own fits in a suitcase, and we live in long-term rentals which also means if your bed sucks, then your bed sucks for a month. Mm. And we are, we are currently in a very rainy Dubrovnik, Croatia, gazing out our, our beautiful green blooming garden and the raindrops falling and all I want to do is go back to sleep, but not really because our bed is the worst for me. Yeah, they don't put that in the listing. <laughs> exactly. It's, um, yeah, not something you can always tell by the rental listing if the bed's going to work for you. And, yeah, this one is just, it's been really hard. I'm tired. I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. Um, but that's all right. I'm still enjoying where we are. And, you know... The Airbnb that we're in is great, you know, otherwise. <laughs> the bed, yeah. Can't complain except for that major thing about, you know, the eight hours of my day that I'm supposed to be resting. I haven't really been. So, you know, that kind of leads us into our topic today a little bit. On this episode, we're going to talk about some questions that we received from a few of our Instagram friends that seemed, the questions seemed to kind of lend themselves to the same discussion. Um, those questions being, how do we decide on our next destination? What draws us to new places? And do we have it all planned out already? Or how far in advance do we actually plan things? And I guess, it's time to admit that um, so far we've basically been winging it. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's how we function best in a way. It is for me. Mm -hmm. um, well, mostly as I'm winging it. <laughs> yeah. Part of the excitement of this lifestyle is being able to go with the flow um because you can you know take chances you can take risks if something comes up that you're interested in you know the flexibility is really really nice but at the same time you know you have to plan things or nothing would ever happen right um you can't rely on just surprising yourself every time because mm -hmm, somebody has to make that surprise happen. It's not just going to happen to you. Nobody's going to show up and sweep us off to our next destination. So we have to... But yeah. they're welcome to if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a yacht and you'd like to sweep us off to our next destination, let us know. Um, <laughs> Please do. But we thought these would be good questions to address 
right now because it's something that we've been dealing with a lot recently because we're trying to actually be a bit more proactive about planning things than we necessarily have been in the future for various reasons that we'll kind of get into. Um, but it's been a lot to balance. Yes, it, absolutely. It's definitely a lot to balance. And, you know, it's like we said, we want to go with the flow, but we have to plan or it's not going to happen. Um, we want to also stay present. So, you know, we'll kind of get into these aspects of it too along the way into this discussion. So starting off with the question of how we've been deciding our next destinations, it's kind of um, evolved along the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. We have kind of a list of criteria, but that list has evolved based on the experiences that we've had so far. Yeah, and you know, priorities change so different factors move up in priority. Exactly. I think um, right now our priorities are desire and budget. Top two for me. Top, yeah. top two priorities, but they do fluctuate depending on a lot of other things. So I guess all of our factors that we kind of consider, um, desire, budget, accommodations, visas, whether um, something that we're still dealing with is COVID protocols. Mm -hmm. They're changing every day, but still something that we actively have to keep up with when you know deciding the next place to go, general safety of the area. And when we first started this, we started out with our little dog. Um, our sweet baby dog, Elvis, was 19 years old. He's he an older baby. Yeah, <laughs> always a baby, but he was an old man. He started this journey with us. And, um, you know, so in the beginning, we also had to look at other factors that we no longer have to consider, which isn't just another example of how things fluctuate along the way. We used to have to look at, you know, how hard or easy it was to import a dog to another country what you know were his records that we needed to get together did he need to go to the vet again you was know, he even allowed in the country yeah some places we just couldn't go we knew we would never be able to go because you can't bring a dog um and you know and then accommodations and flights too some flights wouldn't even let you bring them or some flights would We'll do like only cargo. allow them in cargo well you can't put a 19 year old baby dog in cargo so you know like it there was a lot of moving pieces mm -hmm. when we had elvis and we were fortunate enough to get him to paris with us but unfortunately we lost him in paris like i said he was 19 yeah um you know we he, miss you you know such a good boy, happy boy, absolutely healthy boy until the end. And, you know, we think it was, um, it was something sudden, definitely, but it was peaceful. He was in our arms. We said goodbye in Paris. Um, and it changed the way that we started planning going forward because now, you know, we had things open up that were closed off before. So always changing along the way. I am tell myself every day, I'm not getting another dog. <laughs> Alex reminds me every day, yep. I'm not getting another dog. I'm, I'm, I miss him so much, but um, you know, it, it sounds mean to say, but it's the truth. It is easier to travel without him. It's less complicated. It's less complicated. Yeah. And yeah, so so things, you know, have changed and, you know, it's always fluctuating. And even our top things, you know, like we said, ultimately our top two factors are 
desire to go somewhere and budget. Those are, you know, the things that we consider the most because, you know, obviously you have to want to go somewhere and we are on a budget. Yep. So those are the most important things to As us. I think most people are. Yeah. But even those things kind of fluctuate and open up opportunities, you know, for things that you never thought of. So mm -hmm. just an example of even how planning something can kind of make it more exciting or a surprise or going with the flow. So we are finding this balance along the way. Um, an example of that is we wanted to travel to Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, I've just always wanted to go to that area. So there's desire right there for you. But it was something that was expensive to get to. The flights are pricey uh, for our budget. I was checking regularly and I think they were in the ballpark of like for both of us one way it was like it was over a thousand dollars up to like twelve hundred or think. even more or even more sometimes, <laughs> yeah depending you know. on and yeah surprisingly you can always pay more oh yeah yeah depends on your comfort level you mm -hmm. want to achieve mm -hmm. but uh but we're looking at economy class and yeah. yeah trying to keep the flight travel time under you know 40 hours um mm -hmm. Uh, which this is, uh, we actually, I do want to say that we did uh, find uh, a plan to go to Southeast Asia. We're going to go to Kuala Lumpur. Um, it wasn't on either of our, you know, short list for desires. But after getting the chance to get there, you know, on a more affordable flight, it was in like the $900 range for both of us to get there. Um, we decided to look into it and give it a chance. Yeah, so we saw a more affordable flight to somewhere that we never thought of going. And we started looking at Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. And realized, oh, we do have a desire to go there. We just didn't know enough about why we would want to go there. Exactly. And now we're really excited about it. So, like, the in that case, budget was the gateway to desire to go somewhere. And sometimes desire is, you know, the gateway to spend more of your budget than yeah. you normally would and normally uh, we don't usually look for flights even in the 900 dollars range mm -mm. excuse me i think i'm gonna sneeze springtime's got me allergy ridden okay i'm okay yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh by being in that area the flights to the rest of the surrounding island countries um are cheaper so it's gonna make future plans cheaper for us which is great Right. Yeah. So, which is kind of, like I said earlier, a reason why we were trying to plan a little bit more in advance because we're tackling something new. We've never been to Southeast Asia. We've never been to Asia. It's a new thing for us. So we want to make sure that we're a little bit more planned out and that we have a good plan of getting back to Europe when we're ready to get back to Europe. So all of these things are forcing us to plan more in advance than we have been so far. Yep. Um, you know, and going back to the list of factors being ever evolving, you know, we use our past experiences to build this list of factors that contribute to how we decide to to go somewhere next so we're always learning it's always adapting you know we've had experiences that have in the past that have pretty much solidified you know desire and budget being on the top of our list um you know we've had experiences in the past that made us look closer at the weather oh, in yeah. areas um which um that experience with weather also affected this choice for going to Kuala Lumpur in Southeast Asia at this time of year, because if we waited a bit longer, it would be monsoon season. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you, you have to pay attention to the seasons of travel. Sometimes traveling on off season is great. Like we were in Paris in January and that made, you know, accommodations a bit cheaper and made things less crowded. 
Um, and, you know, it, it's not like it was very cold, you know. No, it was, it, it was, it was actually, from our perspective, because we had just traveled from Canada, it was yeah. positively warm. It was comparison. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> compared to being in Canada in November and December, Paris in January was a tropical vacation. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. It, it kind of does, though, inform sometimes. Sometimes off-season can be good, sometimes it can be bad, um, you know, because the weather is why it's off-season. Yep. Um, you know, um, also, you know, things like the visa, which I mentioned is also part of our factor for deciding mm -hmm. destinations. We are American passport holders, which means we do have a lot of passport privilege, which is a great thing, you know, something that we don't take for granted. Not at all. No. Um, you know, but it also, you know, we're restricted. We can only stay in certain areas for certain amounts of time. Um, a, you know, there's not restrictions as to like which countries we can visit. We can visit most of them and that's amazing for us. But, you know, there are restrictions on length of time that we can stay there. And sometimes there's a free travel visa that if you're going for tourism purposes like we are, you can just go and you can stay a certain amount of days and then you can leave. Sometimes you have to show proof of return ticket right um you know sometimes you have to leave and then maybe you can come back sometimes you have to pay for a tourist visa to go somewhere and sometimes you have the option to extend that visa there's a lot to think about and so we knew that when we started planning southeast asia that these things would be more of a consideration than they are in Europe because we know exactly like where we can go and how long we can stay here that we don't need extra visas and we know when we need to leave and so far nowhere in Europe has made us show proof of a return ticket or anything to enter the country but we have information that a lot of the places in Southeast Asia that we're going will make you show proof of a ticket to leave the country if you enter on a tourist visa and you stay for 30 days for example in Bali but they want you to show that you're going to leave in 30 days <laughs> so we want to make sure that we have everything in line to do that so that we don't get refused entry when we get there and go through all this trouble to get there and then get yeah. refused entry because they can do that they can so, do that and if or if you you know you break the rules they might not let you go back if you want mm -hmm. to go back yeah, if you overstay your visa, you might not be welcome back. Um, and that goes for places in Europe as well. So, yeah. you know, and we can do a whole episode on visas, but it's definitely a big consideration that has caused us to plan more. And less wing it. And less wing it. Yeah. Yeah, as fun as it is to just wing it in the places that we can wing it, you can't always do that. Ah, oh, shucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, an example of why we're planning ahead a little bit more. So up until now, um, we've only had it planned out, like I said, about a month in advance. And currently we're actually... I think we're planned up for the next 10 weeks. First time for me in a long time to have knowledge of where I'm going to be 10 weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, this is the longest we've ever had it planned out. Definitely. Um, so I guess that brings us to our next question. And that is, do we have it all planned out already? And I think, you know, people were curious about this because, you know, they want to know, like, when you, when you do something like sell your house, 
and decide to travel the world. <laughs> like, yeah. what is your plan? And like we said, we're we kind of wing a lot of things. Yeah, it's different when you're um, not bound to one location. You don't have to have like, okay, I planned my. I have a year lease, for instance, on a place. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in this location ultimately for the next year. Our leases are month to month right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, sometimes we plan things around wanting to be relaxed. Yeah. And sometimes we plan things around wanting to be adventurous. And then what happens then is sometimes we either become bored or exhausted, depending on, you know, (laughs) those. And that'll change what we do in the next month. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, sometimes you go like, oh, you know, it was nice to relax, but now I'm ready. I'm a little bit more up for a challenge. Um, So it's, it's really hard, I think, you know, the reason why we have trouble planning things out so far in advance is because it also leads to having trouble staying present in the moment. And I think what we have found happens a lot is as soon as we plan the next destination, we naturally start getting very excited about it. Yeah, I start personally. I start gearing up for it, like not literally with gear, but like mentally preparedness. I start doing a bit more, not planning per se, because I'm overwing it, but like research into like ideas that might shape how that trip's gonna go. And when I start doing that, and I plan too far ahead, I personally start. Like she said, I start being so present in the current location and it stops being about where I'm at and then being in the moment and about, more about where I'm going. And I sometimes will lose track of how great the current location is and why I came here in the first place. So it's been a challenge to try and um, reel myself back into the staying present with the current location and appreciating the moments, big or small, that are enjoyable for each uh, sp- place that we're at. So it's a it's a balancing act and a mental strengthening exercise, I guess you'd say, to uh, just stay present is the best way to say it. I think that's something that we both have needed to work on in general, in life, in general, even before now staying present. I know it's something that has been a goal of mine for a long time. Um, I'm kind of a recovering planner. I used to be really, really anxious if things weren't planned and things didn't go according to plan. The, The biggest thing that travel has taught me is how to go with the flow. And I love that and loosening up my anxiety around planning is dissipating a bit. I'm seeing myself become more relaxed, less worried. I'm borrowing less worry. I'm, you know, projecting less anxiety onto situations than I did in the past. Um, I can see myself growing in that way of being able to stay more present, Um, but we're human. You know, so we still, excuse me, we still have these emotions that pop up that we can't control when they decide to enter the picture. Um, And I think what happens, like you said, when you start planning something and you get excited for it, you forget to stay present in the place that you were, you began, I mean, and me too, I don't mean just you, I do it too. I began to project forward a lot and forget that we're still somewhere very amazing and we're still doing something unbelievable to us. And it's crazy 
it sounds it it sounds bad it sounds ungrateful it sounds you know very entitled and it and it sounds like a a privileged thing and it is it is to say that we are we do get bored it happens it happens like and if it happens to you it shouldn't be something necessarily you should put too much stress on yourself about because it'll happen to the best of us in the best of situations and it's about acknowledging that and trying to i guess refocus your mind and your priorities onto like i said like what's right in front of you and how great it can be yeah because when you start getting excited about the next place when you're super excited about something in the future mm -hmm. the present starts to seem boring yeah you're looking at that glittery shiny thing way in the future and you get distracted so much that you can't see how glittery and shiny where you are is exactly and for us you know we aren't on full-time vacation we do travel full-time but we're not always doing these exciting things every single day of our life because we have to do things like this we have to work we have to do laundry we have to do dishes we have to mm -hmm. you know take care of the things that need to be taken care of in everyday life we have to rest so we have days where we try to rest and not in that bed but you know, you know in general. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so we're not constantly constantly simulated and i think as humans as a product of our certain environment like we grew up in an environment of you know middle class privileged upbringings in a society that has overly stimulated us since birth yeah uh for me, it's always been, you know, television and video games and just action and lights and flashing and noises and just look over here, look over here, look over here. Don't pay attention to where you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then with, you know, adding social media on top of that. Oh, yeah. Social media is part of what we do. Um, it's part of our job. So there's a lot of constant stimuli and, you know, we were born in the early 80s. We've lived with it our entire lives. So in a modern world, when you get burned out, sometimes it seems like boredom. And it doesn't mean that there's nothing interesting happening or nothing interesting around you. It just means that you're not currently interested in any of these things you need to distract and you need to zone out and that because you're overstimulated and that is when you start to go i'm bored mm. and you know when we started this full-time travel nomadic life journey i genuinely believed that i would never be bored again Jokes on you. Mm-hmm. Like I, I genuinely did. I thought this is my dream. We're gonna go do that. You can't be bored when you're living your dream. You're always gonna be happy. You're never gonna be anxious. You're not you know, like <laughs> I I genuinely thought I would never feel boredom again. And when it started to happen, it kind of came with a sense of like overwhelming disappointment. And then also thinking that something was wrong with me because I was bored, that I'm out here doing exactly what I always wanted to do and I'm bored. But, you know, if... It happens. Yeah, it does happen. And you can, you can live your dream and you can have negative emotions at the same time. And we often, like, punish ourselves for feeling this way or we feel guilty for it. But... It's just, like, life doesn't stop. No. Like, you can be in the quote-unquote paradise that you chose and created for yourself and still be kind of 
meh. <laughs> and, and things like that do start to happen when you focus too much more on the future and the excitement over what's to come versus what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. And it can kind of trick your brain into thinking that you're bored now just because you're excited for something to come that you're bored now. So that's been something that we've been dealing with lately that um, made this a good topic to talk about because Alex has really taken over a lot on planning their future destinations. Yeah, the opposite of my winging it, uh, you know, priorities, it's planet time. And I've been like, it has been a challenge to adjust to planning compared to winging it. And when you're doing research on the locations, the travel plans, um, accommodations, all these things that uh, factor in besides, you know, the visa and the weather and all of those things too. It's, um, it's, it is a challenge, which I guess is a, can be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Sometimes it's good to be challenged. Sometimes you don't want to be challenged at all and you want things to be easier. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it, hmm. I think as far as balance, yeah. you know, the, the reason why we, gave you more of the planning delegations is because, like I said, I'm a recovering planner and it was really hard for me because I needed to let go more and you needed to correct in the other, other direction. direction. Yeah. And we just, it just hit us one day of like, I'm freaking out. I'm stressing. I'm being this, you know, anxious, over planner, perfectionist, and it's really affecting my quality of life because, you know, I am doing a lot of different jobs in other different arenas too. And then Alex expressed the interest in like starting to plan things. And then it hit us like, it's another way for us to balance out and right, like, learn new skills and challenge ourselves. And, I, and then I will while also learning to stay present, like stop being kind of under-stimulated, I guess would be the word. I don't want to say bored all, um, cause I guess maybe a bit bored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like even now I'm still having trouble trying to admit that I'm, I get bored sometimes, mm -hmm. but this gave me something to really, uh, explore further and, and keep my attention on. Mm -hmm. And then it's about also finding that balance personally again of, not over planning and only looking at the future, but staying present where I'm at as well. Yeah. It kind of presented an opportunity for personal growth for both of us. Yeah. Like I'm sure you can tell if you've listened to us this far that I vibrate at a very high frequency <laughs> and Alex is at a lower frequency. And that doesn't mean one of us is better than the other in any way. It just means that sometimes we have to find ways for me to calm down and for Alex to gear up so that we can meet in the middle. And this just kind of was a good exercise in doing that, taking some stress off of my plate uh, because I don't deal with it as well and giving it to you because like you kind of need a little bit more engagement yeah engagement and and you need a little bit more of um a particular assignment yeah and because of your personality type and because of the way that you work we just have different ways of working you need an assignment this is an assignment like you work really well if there's something that I can say, here's this, here's the checklist, here's the things to do. And you're like, oh, that sounds great. I can do that. Yep. And like for me, I don't need another thing to do because in my brain right now, I can come up with a hundred things to do. And, you know, and it's just like, 
I need to lessen that part of me so I can kind of, you know, vibrate down a little bit and be more, a little bit more comfortable. Share the load. Yeah. Yeah. And delegate, which is something that I don't do well. I tend to take on too much and not ask for help. And it's been good. I can ask you for help and realize that you can deliver that help. Yeah, absolutely. That, yes, I can. You know, so yeah, it's been, it's a process. It's been, it's been a process. <laughs> it's up and downs, just like everything else. But Balancing those scales. Really trying, really trying. And it doesn't always go to plan. And it's not, you know, we're making it sound like we just have it all figured out and that we work together so well. We're figuring Figuring it it out out. Mm -hmm. on not even a daily basis, but an hourly basis. (laughs) We're figuring out like this is the most I've ever had to work and cooperate with another person. We're married. We have a relationship and we work together and we do a podcast together we do videos together (laughs) Um, and you know i do a lot of content creation on my own and it is like constantly you know just an evolving process and we'll never get to the end of it because it'll always keep evolving and well, that's the plan. Yeah. Not to, but exactly. also, the, but also the wing it plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how it's just like constantly evolving, and I think that's why, you know, I'm compelled to share it at this point because you know it shows the evolution of the process. Like, you know, a lot of people start talking about things after they've just feel like they've already succeeded in them and like giving ourselves permission to talk in depth about something as we're figuring it out i hope can be helpful you know yeah um and anyway i know that was a lot <laughs> about a, a, a way um to talk about you know, how far in advance we plan things. But all of these things do play into that. Um, It's not as cut and dry as it might seem, you know? Yeah, like we we plan things out to a certain degree and then we also give ourselves some space to have, you know, Mm -hmm. change of plans. (laughs) That space is important. It is. And that's something I'm working on because I always try to fill up all that space. I've always in the past tried to fill every available space in the room. Like when you're entering the haunted mansion at Disneyland and they're like, fill up all the available space. Like that's my brain. And on one hand, that's great. As long as everything does go to that plan, but without any space, if something goes wrong, it could You're just stuck be... against the wall. Exactly. You just get and stuck. And it's not the door that opens on to the path to the dune buggies. It's the door that doesn't open. And you're like stuck against the wall, you know? This metaphor is really important you for you to know that ride. You don't have any room to fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't know the ride, hopefully you still get it. <laughs> but no, you explained it. You know, you get if you don't leave yourself that space, you've filled up all the available space. And then you need to fluctuate there's no room to fluctuate because exactly. you have filled it all and that's what i'm trying Breathing to do room. is leave that room there for me and realizing that space and rest and all of this stuff is productive as well and alex you have achieved that like to a level that <laughs> is never been recorded um not until (laughs) now like i guess we are recording it now (laughs) yeah you excel at leaving space to the point where sometimes you leave too much and nothing happens that happens yeah and just kind of floating Mm -hmm. there 
Yeah, and so we need to, you know, fill that room halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And that involves me taking, you know, some people out of the stretching room, and that involves you putting some people into the stretching room. And, you know, balance. That's the key. Yeah. Anyway. Dramatic. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, I hope that helped it all sink in. Um, (laughs) But moving on to the third and final kind of question in this sequence. What draws us to new places? Besides desire and budget. Right. As, yeah, we've already covered that has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And those factors that we went through have a lot to do with it as well. Um, and a lot of those factors we could talk for an entire episode about. So if you have any specific questions about them, let us know. Um, but, you know, aside from all those factors, yeah, I think this question had to do with, you know, like what makes us excited about a new place if you're not worried about all of those things mm-hmm. so what about you like what what's your main thing that just like really gets you so excited about a place um i'll say i guess kind of the factors that do pay it uh some of the factors uh go into it like mm-hmm. weather would be a one and that would be like factored in with you know the the weather the climate the time of the season is it going to be sunny or cooler is it rainy or snowy or monsoony those will be a factor in my you know interest in a place or not i don't really want to be in a monsoon so i might not go to places that are monsoon season um mm-hmm. and uh i uh factor in history i'm i'm kind of a history buff which we kind of agree on as a personal interest mm-hmm. i um i like to see something that you know i've maybe learned about as i was growing up or can learn more about or discover for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, as, as maybe not as interest as hugely, you know, revolutionary as it is, I love food that I think is delicious and want to try either stuff I 
have already tried and want to have more of or new cuisines I've never had before or you know what the find out if I don't even know the right cuisine like maybe I find something that's more authentic and learn all new things about it yeah and that's one that I would say food is definitely something that draws you more to a place than it does to me yeah um, I'm not as interested in that um, <clears throat> But it is interesting. But I guess the reason I'm not as interested in it is because I have, excuse me, I have more food allergies than you do. Um, Alex is allergic to milk. Yep. I'm allergic to milk, eggs, um, gluten, and I try to avoid nuts because I'm allergic to some of them. So I just try to avoid them altogether. Um, strawberries too. So, and then like That's sometimes, a few more than me. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, and sometimes things just hit me away that I'll never know. I have had issues with, um, drinking water and f fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff like in Mexico, I got like, just, I mean, tons of diarrhea and you got zero diarrheas. Um, I, I'm not. If you have to think about it, you I have, got zero diarrheas because I tell you that you will never, <laughs> if you have these type of diarrheas, you will never. I didn't have, have your to type of diarrhea. You had. <laughs> I definitely remember your getting diarrhea more than if I had any. You know, it happens um, time to time, but no, it was. No. You, you were hit with, with the stick. This was <laughs> like clearly something having to do with the water and the fresh fruits and vegetables and, and yeah, it's not did secret. not yeah. agree with me. And I know some people can tolerate it. Alex had no problems. There's different levels of being able to tolerate this, but I know that I'm again, I know I'm going to have that problem again in Southeast Asia. And I mean, I don't know. I, I really, really it's assume a, it's a possibility. that I'm going to because and it, you, it's because you also, not just because of your allergies, but you have a different consumption diet than I do. You do a lot more like raw fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. than I do, which that was probably a major factor. Yeah. I, I, just, I just have much more of a delicate balance in my, in my body um, for all of these reasons, allergies, autoimmune inflammation, and just like gut weirdness. Um, that if there's a chance for something to hit me, it's probably going to hit me. So I, Mexico taught me I always have to prepare for that. And so, you know, Alex is really excited about trying all the street foods and he's going to do that and have a great time and tell you all about it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be eating like Yeah, and I will like... Rice. <laughs> and we'll make sure it's like as clean as we can rice for her uh i do uh carry uh like those uh you know dairy allergy pills um i don't choose to eat dairy if i can help it like i won't have you know a block of cheese or you know a glass of milk or anything like that but if there's chance that there's going to be dairy in the food and i can't avoid it i will i will take the the pills and just roll with it so I will get a chance to eat more street food, I think. And we'll see how that goes. I, I will let you guys know. And I won't be, you know, horribly descriptive if I can help it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so food is a big one for you. I wish it was for me because I like food a lot. Um, I'm just sometimes terrified of it as well. And that's a whole other, like, you know whole other topic that I could talk about forever um the anxiety sometimes surrounding food for me mm -hmm. for various reasons um <clears throat> but you know that doesn't mean that Alex can't have a great time with it I am not jealous I love that it makes you happy and that you're interested in it and I'll sit there and I'll eat my overcooked rice and you know just be happy for you boiled vegetables <laughs> Um, what about you? What, what kind of things uh, are you looking for? Um, well, like you said, history, I get super excited about learning new things. I get super excited about researching new things. And 
I guess that you can do that anywhere you go. And that's the beauty of it. Like everywhere you go yeah. has a history. You can learn new things about it. And so I guess that means I'm interested in everywhere to an extent, which is fun and also overwhelming. Um, but aside from that, you know, if there's something specific like art history related that I've mm -hmm. learned about in school that can really excite me about it. That was like one of the reasons I was super excited to go to Mexico, for instance, because, you know, I wrote my thesis on a Mexican painter. I studied Latin American art in school. So like that really will draw me to a place a lot. But as we've been going forward, I've learned that, you know, those experiences are not always exactly what you thought they would be. So I'm learning to, like I said, just find more interest anywhere I can. But aside from that, I love water. I love an ocean. I love a sea. I love a coast. I love a wave. I love, you know, I just love being around water. I love beautiful, clear, warm water. It's therapeutic, it's healing to me, it excites me. I love going to these destinations that involve being on a coast. Um, I almost yeah. get a little bit like mm, indignant when we choose somewhere landlocked. <laughs> but, you know, again, I have to keep pushing and challenging myself to- Not everywhere in the world has a, I know. is coastal. I know. Um, and there's I... lots of great places that aren't, but you know, they yeah. also have their own water sources usually. Exactly. Um, I'll settle, you know, for a pond, a lake, a pool, a, a bathtub, like honestly, a shower. I'm good. Like, um, can't <laughs> always drink it, but I do enjoy water. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like right now, because we've taken such a huge dramatic leap in our life, I'm being more adventurous than I ever ever imagined I would be. So I get excited about new experiences and things that I've never done before and things that I've never thought about doing. Like for instance, Kuala Lumpur, never thought about it, never been to Asia, never thought about going to this particular place in Asia. I don't know what to expect and that's also exciting for me. Like it's exciting because I get to kind of research a new topic on what to find out what to expect. And it's exciting because I'm going to experience something new and learn something new. I'm going to experience a different, um, a majorly different political and religious climate than oh, yeah. I've ever experienced before. Um, I'm going to experience, you know, <clears throat> different social customs than I've ever experienced before. And I'm excited to learn about these things. Um, It'll be a different pace too than what we've been experiencing lately mm -hmm. on, in a coastal European country. Exactly. Uh, it'll be a, a city. There will be a nightlife that's happening. <laughs> right. And, you know, more and more, I think challenging myself is what's drawing me to different places sometimes. Um, so I'm constantly like, fluctuating between wanting to challenge myself and wanting to relax but that doesn't mean it has to has to be dependent on the place that you're at because you can challenge yourself almost anywhere and you can relax in places that seem more challenging because we're lucky because at the end of the day we always have a place to go back to um yeah. four walls to go lock ourselves in and relax and you know so that's a privilege we don't also take lightly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> personal interest basically has a lot to do with drawing you to these new places. And it's also fluctuating as we move along in this journey, too. So it's it's exciting. I would say overall, what keeps me going is excitement of, you know, new experiences yeah I agree with that completely so yeah we're we're learning a lot as as we go through this journey we are always working towards this balance which is the hardest thing to do at the end of the day yeah. we're realizing how important balance is 
and how it can fluctuate minute by minute. Minute by minute, all the way to month by month to year by year. <laughs> yeah, because there's incredible freedom with choosing this lifestyle, but with... <sighs> Oh God, I'm thinking I'm about to quote like Spider-Man or something, but with great freedom comes great responsibility. You misquoted Spider-Man, but that's close uh, enough. I'm so upset that I just probably sort of quoted Spider-Man. What is the quote? Uh, the Spider-Man quote is with great power comes great responsibility. Okay, so I'm not quoting Spider-Man. I'm coming up with my own absolutely original <clears throat> quote that's going to change one of those words credit to me um with <laughs> patent with... pending <laughs> tm tm <laughs> um copyright emily olson uh 2022 um with <laughs> this freedom comes responsibility you know and then, and it's always gonna hold that balance, you know. Yeah. It's 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 always gonna be the case. Um, but overall, our goal is to find that balance, learn to be more present. Right now, we're not satisfied staying in one place for too long. But I think what we're doing as we're going along is we're learning if if we can learn to appreciate more where we are like at any given point as we're moving around in all these places once we do decide to be still in a place we can we can appreciate that too yeah it's definitely something we've learned or are learning while we're doing this is that Sure, we don't want it to, but one day we won't be traveling the world month to month. For whatever reason. Yeah, and when we get to that longer stay place, wherever it is, we're going to appreciate it for all of its big and little and subtle interesting things. Yeah, if, if we can learn through this process how to be more present. Yes. I think that we can... Yes we can get to that that place where we can just end up appreciating everything as much as we appreciate this opportunity. Because at the end of the day, I'd rather be right here, right now, traveling the world in a rainy Dubrovnik, with allergies because it's springtime and an uncomfortable bed. <laughs> I'd rather be right here right now than like where I was before we started this journey, you know? Yeah, like location and I guess perspective-wise. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's the goal. Learning how to be present and appreciate everything and be balanced yeah and it's never going to be perfect it's always going to fluctuate but if we can learn how to find our way back to that center yeah sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> uh so i want to say we hope you enjoyed the show and if you did please like and subscribe to keep up with our new episodes um, a great deal of research has shown that word of mouth is more effective than other types of marketing. So please share our episodes with your friends. You can listen to this episode and all of our episodes on the podcatcher of your choice. And if you want to see our face and make words, you can watch and listen on YouTube. <laughs> and um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Emily and Alex. I'm pretty good at doing daily updates on there and stories, posts, videos, silly stuff, serious stuff, um, all that kind of thing. Um, and it'll keep you up to date on a more like quote unquote real time basis, maybe in the podcast come out. 
to keep us traveling and to help us keep making these shows. We get help from our patrons on Patreon. Patrons like Caitlin, Austin, Catherine, Amanda, and Megan. Thank you guys so much. If you find that our content brings you value and you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description and anywhere um, on Instagram. Not anywhere on Instagram. On Instagram, you can find our link. <laughs> the link in our bio will take you to all of our other links. <laughs> Um, just, you know what, just turn on your computer, hit the internet browser, and there, oh my god, we'll be right there, we're everywhere. I don't think I got it. Oh. Maybe one okay. day. Just pick up your phone and hit, um, the internet browser, and... No, I don't... Maybe in another episode, we'll cover how not to take tech advice from Emily. God, I am just realizing I might not know how this works. Yeah, just go back to misquoting Spider-Man. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, until next time, maybe I'll figure out how the internet works. Probably not. No. <laughs> this is Emily. This is Alex. And thanks for sticking with us because this is going somewhere. Goodbye. Bye. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20 plus sports activities, wellness programs. You can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.